What is up guys, it is Quinn here. And in this video, I'm gonna be talking about some sell high players heading into week 10 of the NFL season. To be totally honest, I felt like there weren't a ton of sell high options that were just screaming out as obvious plays this week, but I do have three players that I'm gonna be talking about today. I think two running backs and then a wide receiver. While you guys are watching, if you do enjoy the content, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. And then if you guys do have any fantasy questions, drop those down below and I will get back to every single person. If you guys are interested in signing up for Underdog Fantasy Football, if you use the link down in the description or code Quinn, they will double your first deposit up to $100. As you guys know, you know I've talked about it in a few videos so far. They have these cool weekly drafts. They also have player pickums. Um, the one I like for the Monday night game is the Camara over uh, 36 and a half receiving yards. But as you guys can see on the screen, there are you know some other players that you guys could look at. So if you are interested in uh, playing any of those, link in the description. But let's jump into the first sell high player, and it is going to be Michael Carter. So he put up uh, 15.6 fantasy points. He had 76 rushing yards on the ground. He scored a touchdown on the ground, and then he had one catch for 10 yards. The reason why I'm listing Michael Carter as a uh, sell here is because I originally thought with James Robinson coming in, I still thought Carter would be the number one. I thought James Robinson would eat into some early down opportunities, but Carter would still be playable as like a high-end running back three. Unfortunately, if you own Michael Carter, that does not seem like uh, that's what's going to be happening moving forward. This was basically a full-on committee between both Michael Carter and James Robinson. We saw Michael Carter take 52% of the snaps. James Robinson was in there at 42%. And then we had Ty Johnson, who I think had like six total snaps. So not necessarily directly 50-50 in terms of snaps, but looking at the carries, we had Michael Carter getting 12, James Robinson at 13, and then they both ran 11 routes. So about as close to 50-50 as you're going to get in terms of the opportunities. We also saw James Robinson take the uh, one goal line carry. So definitely not ideal there for Michael Carter or the one goal line snap, I should say. So I think at this point, you can still sell Michael Carter as if he is the number one, right? He's not coming off a bad game. He had a decent workload, 12 carries, 76 rushing yards. He still scored over 15 fantasy points. Like that's not screaming that this guy's losing his workload, but it does look like James Robinson is going to continue to eat more and more into Carter's work. And we have to remember, this was the uh, only second game that James Robinson has played. So if they're 50-50 now, it's possible that's turning into 60-40 in favor of James Robinson moving forward. So I do think now is a good time and you know probably the last time to sell Michael Carter semi-high. Looking at some targets, I would originally start by looking at some maybe underperforming like veteran guys. A guy like James Conner, who I actually forgot to talk about in the uh, by low video, but I should have. He's someone I'd be looking at, didn't have a huge game in his uh, return, but still looks like the RB1 there for Arizona. Maybe a guy like Zeke, if the owner is panicking about, you know, Tony Pollard hype, they think Zeke's going to get replaced. I would start with players like that and then maybe work my way down into, you know, players who I think are fringe starts or maybe try to include Michael Carter in a package to upgrade at the running back position or upgrade at wide receiver if you do have solid depth. So Carter's the first player I would be looking to trade off of and kind of a running back in a similar situation. We have Raheem Mostert. So he's actually not coming off of a big game. I don't even think he got to double-digit fantasy points, but he got into the end zone and it saved him from just having a miserable day overall. And Mostert was someone that I was actually like very into, I think just looking back at last week, but this trade uh, for Jeff Wilson just seems like 
It's really going to mess with Raheem Mostert moving forward. It looks like he is going to be losing that RB1 role and arguably at a much quicker pace than we saw with Michael Carter. So Raheem Mostert was actually outsnapped by Jeff Wilson in this game. Not only did Jeff Wilson outsnap him, Wilson also ran more routes. He also out-targeted Raheem Mostert, and then both running backs were tied with nine carries. And not only did Wilson, you know, have a larger workload, get more snaps, run more routes, but Wilson just looked like the better running back out there. He was far more efficient on the ground. He, you know, had uh, solid results in his targets. He had a receiving touchdown. So just not great here for Raheem Mostert. He goes from someone who probably could have been looked at as a mid-tier running back too, to now not even, you know, looking like the running back one on his own roster. So I have to imagine like Jeff Wilson's role is probably going to expand here, especially when we consider the fact that this was his first game. Like he hasn't even been here an entire week and he came in and already is out snapping Raheem Mostert. So I think Jeff Wilson is going to be a pretty decent start moving forward. It looks like he's going to come in and take over that Raheem Mostert role. I guess it's clear that they, you know, didn't really trust Raheem Mostert moving forward. It was just the fact that Chase Edmonds had been so bad. So, you know, at this point, I think for Mostert, you have to be taking any startable option you can get. Maybe someone doesn't think he's lost out on that role. I guess the opportunities were semi-similar, but this definitely seems like a pretty, you know, dire situation here for Raheem Mostert. And I would be trying to get whatever I can for him right now, because it seems like he's going to turn into probably like a handcuff at best moving forward. I don't see how you start him as the uh, running back two in that offense. And then the third and final player I'm going to be selling high on is Joshua Palmer. So he's coming off of a very impressive game. You know, I think I was pretty in the middle on what I was expecting out of Palmer. I was looking at like fringe top 24 numbers. He comes out, commands 10 targets, turns that into eight receptions for 106 yards. And I think Palmer is a great player to try to sell to a team who needs to win now. You know, a team sitting at 500, a few games under 500, they're panicking. They want a wide receiver who can step in and make an immediate impact. I think Josh Palmer is the guy that you're going to have to, you know, pitch to that guy. I think when we're looking at this Chargers wide receiver room, when we have both Keenan Allen and Mike Williams out, I think Joshua Palmer is a very strong start. Someone you definitely trust in your lineup. And at this point, it looks like Mike Williams is going to be missing a few more weeks. Keenan Allen, like... The way he was ruled out, not even really close to this game, I'm imagining he's going to miss another game or two. You know, if not, this thing might just continue to linger for a very long time. So with Keenan, like I'm not expecting an immediate return. So with both of those guys out, I think Palmer's a very strong week-to-week play. Then I think when one of these guys is healthy, whether it's Keenan Allen or Mike Williams, I think Palmer is more of like a fringe option. You don't love him in your lineup, but you know, you definitely think he's capable of slotting in as like a wide receiver three or a flex. And then when both of these guys are back, or if they ever do get back, I just think Joshua Palmer is not going to be, you know, startable for fantasy. I feel like most people will agree with kind of how I laid that out. So I do think, you know, Palmer's in a spot where he's a win now asset because his value is just going to go down once uh, Keenan and Mike Williams start to get healthy. So if you're sitting here right now with Josh Palmer on your roster and you have like a 500 record, you know, slightly below 500, whatever it is, I wouldn't, you know, be trying to sell Josh Palmer unless I'm getting a solid return. But if you're someone who has, maybe you're sitting at eight and one, seven and two, six and three, you feel like you have a great shot at making the playoffs. This is an opportunity to take advantage of a desperate team. 
a team that needs to win now. They see a wide receiver have a big day. He's going to be Justin Herbert's uh, wide receiver one until these guys can get healthy. I think, you know, one situation I'd be looking at is potentially trying to bring in an injured wide receiver. So even a guy on the same team, Mike Williams, if a team needs to win now, Mike Williams isn't helping them. Look for a guy like Mike Williams, maybe a Marquise Brown who's in a similar situation. And then if you aren't, you know, getting a return on guys like that, I'd look maybe at some underperforming wide receivers, a dude in like the Deontay Johnson range where I still have confidence he can be, you know, a potential top 24 guy rest of season, but just hasn't performed up to that level. So that's what I'm looking at here when I'm trading away Joshua Palmer. But like I said, you don't have to trade him, especially if you're going to be starting him moving forward. But also if you're like on a stacked roster, maybe he's not locked into your lineup. If you're not starting him, like you need to trade him because he's just going to lose value sitting on your bench. So those are going to be my uh, three sell high options. Like I said, not a super stacked video here. Michael Carter, Raheem Mostert, and then Josh Palmer. I'm never going to come on here and, you know, try to throw out a bunch of names to, you know, have the video be a certain length. I'm just going to talk about the players that I do think are solid sell highs. So this week it was three players. If you guys did enjoy the video, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. If you want to sign up for Underdog, play some of the weekly drafts, the pickums, link is in the description. Uh, code Quinn if you're just going through the uh, general website. But thank you guys for stopping by, and I'll see you in the next one.